Planet Innovation. 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 Nothing is more important than the air you breathe. But how often do we actually think about it? Sometimes. Never. Not that often. Not very often. Very often. Air pollution has a significant impact on health, but it is often invisible to the naked eye. On average, 7 million deaths are caused by air pollution each year. Every day we deal with this invisible problem. And did you know the air inside your home can be as much as five times as polluted as the air outside? We are going to give you an insider's look on how to deal with air pollution. This is Planet Innovation. I'm your host, Maggie Delmas. Many people are working on everyday solutions. We spoke with researchers, we talked to entrepreneurs, like Ronald Rowe here, the founder of the company AWARE, that makes smart air monitors to help track and improve the air you breathe. When we first designed our product, we focused on helping our users, consumers, whether you are a consumer or enterprise user, to help them visualize what's hard to visualize, which is air. And the solution are actually working. You know, those first couple of months when I realized, oh my gosh, it's the cooking that has a big impact, not living next to the freeway. Um, and once I start remembering to turn on the fan and that becomes its own habit. In this episode, we will first take you through the problems and then introduce you to an easy solution that you can implement in your daily life. Let's get to it. To kick things off, we first spoke to Elaine Harrington. Elaine Harrington is a pulmonary nurse at the UCLA David Geffen School of Medicine, and she actually works with people who suffer from the effects of air pollution. So how do you know when you see someone that the cause of their problem is actually air quality or you know, air pollution? Um, usually what we get most of referrals for, like in our asthmatics, is with molds. The house was tested. Um, and one usually with a lot of the indoor air pollutions, um, the best way to know if there's... Because it usually comes from smells. Seems straightforward, right? You can just smell your home and know there's a problem. But when I asked if our patients knew the source of the problem, the answer was... Most of the time, no. So you have to educate them. Yes. How much do you know about air pollution and its health risks? Let's talk with someone who knows a lot about this topic. Michael Jarrett. I'm the chair of environmental health science uh, at the Fielding School of Public Health and the director for the Southern California Center for Occupational and Environmental Health. Michael Jarrett has been studying air pollution for about 20 years. He says the health impacts go beyond just asthma. In fact, a wide array of diseases, including diabetes, heart disease, and Alzheimer, have been found to be linked to air pollution. So, you know, we used to think it was largely something that affected our lungs. But now what we're seeing is, you know, really, really from the point of conception onward, um, mm -hmm. you know, that people are, are being, you know, conceived and delivered in more polluted places. Their chance of having low birth weight or congenital abnormalities mm -hmm. goes up. As you go further into the life course, the asthma in children is increased. As you get into early adulthood, you start to see cardiometabolic effects. So diabetes, hypertension. 
And then as people age, this this starts to transform into heart disease, into um, other types of lung disease like congestive uh, COPD, obstructive uh, pulmonary disease. And then later in life, we're actually starting to see linkages to uh, cognitive decline. So, you know, we have big problems with people um, suffering from Alzheimer's, dementia, and there are a lot of studies now starting to indicate that there is a central nervous system. It is becoming more apparent that air pollution has serious health risks. But where is this air pollution coming from? People spend about 90% of their time indoors, sleeping, eating, shopping, working. Is there a difference in the air quality indoors versus outdoors? Let's ask people on the streets what they think. Do you think air quality indoors or outdoors is better? Indoors. Indoors generally, I guess? Outdoors. I think it's better outdoors. It depends. It seems like people don't actually know whether indoor air quality is worse than outdoor air quality. As it turns out, indoor air quality is five times worse than outdoor air quality. So what causes indoor air pollution? Uh, the other thing that's you know important about uh, the indoor air pollution is that there are many indoor sources. So you know if you have a gas appliance that's not properly vented, you're going to get high levels of ultrafine particles that are produced from that while you're cooking, for example. Or if you have a furnace that's malfunctioning, you might be getting carbon monoxide levels that are higher than they should be in your home. So the indoor sources are you know in and of themselves a, a risk factor that's been fairly well studied. The other thing is that there's there are you know, differing levels of penetration, but a lot of the outdoor air pollutants do uh, penetrate to the indoors. And you know, in places like California, that penetrance level can be very high for um, you know, fine particles on the order of 70, 80% of what's outside is coming inside. Oh, really? So, so that's you know a factor. And then if you go to places where it's quite poor, you know, and and where they're still cooking with biomass, so a lot of indoor burning of wood, dung, peat moss, uh, coal in some cases, so it's not a biomass but a fossil fuel. But the levels in indoors reach, you know, tens to hundreds of times the, the American standard. Yeah. You know, so and that differentially tends to affect women and children because uh, in a lot of the places where this is happening in parts of Asia and Africa and Latin America, uh, women are still Cooking. Bearing a lot more of the domestic burden and they're spending a lot more time cooking indoors. So it's not just a matter of closing the window. In order to find a solution, we need to know the sources of indoor air pollution. But how do you know if air quality is bad? How do you find out and how do you measure it? Again, we went to the streets to ask people how they usually check air quality. How do you know when air quality is bad? I don't know. I don't have a parameter to check. Kind of have allergy-like symptoms sometimes. Smelling it, I guess. I would say when I can smell it. Unfortunately, it's not always as clear as just smelling the air. So what can we do about it? Here is a potential solution that is now commercially available from several startups. There are small monitors that tell us how much air pollution is in our homes. These small monitors are about the size of a water bottle. They track some of the air pollutants, such as dust, chemicals, carbon dioxide, humidity and temperature. They then display the levels of air quality on small screens or on your phone so you can visualize in real time the levels of air quality in your home. 
Let's see how the monitors work. Again, Michael Jarrett. Yeah, so, so basically they're, um, they're based on laser um, reflectance. So they have, uh, they're shooting a laser beam through an area that's got a white, a white background. And the more of the light that gets reflected or refracted from uh, the particles, the higher the number of particles usually. And then there's, there's usually some assumption made about the particle size and composition so that you can then convert that into a mass concentration. So they're so basically counting the they're number counting the of particles. Yifang Zhu put these monitors to use in a study. Yifang Zhu is a professor in the Environmental Health Science Department at UCLA Fielding School of Public Health and the Institute of the Environment. Her research measured the difference in air quality indoors versus outdoors in a location well known for having high outdoor pollution. Apartment right next to the 405 freeway in Los Angeles. Right now, we have set up um, air sensor network, both indoors and outdoors, and trying to get the data and understand um, the pollutant levels from uh, freeways as a spatial function from distance to freeways, but also understand potential indoor sources that could cause high levels of uh, particular matter inside those apartments. What she found might be surprising. Indoor air pollution is actually worse than outdoor pollution. Generally, the indoor concentrations are higher than outdoor mm. on average, just because the sources that is immediate in indoors don't have the opportunity to dilute well comparing to the outdoor. Because outdoor, have, you always have wind. The indoor may not have that strong ventilation, so that the concentrations end up lingering in the room for a longer period of time. You know, depending also depending on how the units operate their their own unit, whether they are running the fans or they are just let it go. In Dr. Zhu's experiment, the participants have a device that measures the air quality inside their apartment and another device that measures the air quality outside. The devices are then connected to a website that gives them an air quality reading. We spoke with one of the participants to see what indoor activities are affecting the air quality. My name is Amanda Wagner. I'm a first-year doctoral student in uh, IOES here. I study environmental science and engineering. And she found that the biggest culprits to the changes in air quality were actually due to... Cooking! Yeah, I had no idea that even though I live so close to the freeway, it what that wasn't the reason I'm getting exposed to pollution. It was definitely the indoor cooking, um, and that was really interesting to me when when it was first installed. I was really expecting to see, you know, that high peak in air pollution around um, rush hour time. You know, there must be some air getting inside my apartment, um, but I I don't really open my windows during rush hour because of this reason, and be, I think because of that that negative air pollution wasn't getting in. Um, so the main factor was the cooking. And that spiked it into like unhealthy levels. It would go down after like an hour or two because I would have the fan on. I also have an air filter inside. So we know we have air pollution inside our home. But what are we supposed to do to protect ourselves from air pollution? Stop cooking? How can we change our habits based on this information to provide a healthy environment for our families. I have three children, 
and I want them to grow healthy. My daughter had asthma attacks when she was young, and after learning about the harmful effect of indoor air pollution, I wanted to see how bad it was in my home and if there was anything I could do to improve it. I am sure many parents can relate. Thankfully, two such parents are doing something to solve this problem. Ronald Rowe and Kevin Cho, founders of the air quality monitor company AWARE, realized their kids were facing similar problems. We had um, kids, my first uh, daughter and his two sons at that point um, have been suffering from uh, some type of respiratory or, and skin issues. And we've been using a lot of air care products, including humidifiers, purifiers, uh, just literally everything to provide optimized environments for our loved ones. But it's not just them. We have known a lot of our, our friends and families that have suffered and experienced the same type of uh, problems. And Ronald Rowe took up the challenge. Along with the air monitor system, he designed an app to help users visualize the air quality and take action to protect their health. So the app, uh, it gives you all the readings uh, from the devices the sensor readings and it gives you the holistic, uh, it helps you to get a sense of holistic view of your environment. So we give you the score, we call it aware score out of 100. So 100 being the best, uh, zero being four. So you will get a, uh, a, like a first glance, a very quick glance of your environment and where your environment is in terms of conditions, healthy uh, conditions. And you will see the um, detailed numbers of each component being measured. Uh, and then you will also get notifications when something goes away and uh, kind of personalized recommendations. And also those personalized recommendations can be combined with the outdoor information, outdoor weather information, the dust levels and so on, so that you will have a, uh, an action plan that is not just focused on indoor, but also uh, that gives you value of um, uh, your, your, your lifestyle, which includes the outdoor. Situation. Actually, you know what? I, I do have aware at home. So um, I, I think awesome. it's just, a, yeah, I've been, I think it's been a year or so. So I've, you know, been using it in my son's bedroom oh, okay. uh, for a while. And so I've been kind of experimented, experimenting a little bit with it. Um, oh, that's awesome. I, I find it really interesting. So um, I actually, you know, so you have chemicals, you have dust, you have temperature, you have humidity. And I have this kind of question every day at 6 p.m. The chemicals went go up and I just don't understand what's going on. It's like every day at the same time, it goes really high. And I'm just trying to figure out what this is, but I still haven't. Do um, you cook around that time? It's in the his bedroom. So mm. but I could go. You're right. It could go through the... Um, ventilation system go to his bedroom yeah that's a possibility yeah, i mean it's uh, <clears throat> that's why it is very very important when you cook uh you have to get the uh the hood fan uh running and also make sure that you have the ventilation going well as well because it's both the chemicals and also um the fine particles so those are going to be thrown into your air so make sure you have the the right kind of ventilation and you know, um, definitely try that out and see if that continues for your chemical. So you're levels. saying it's possible that my kind of the 
kind of the air coming from my kitchen when I'm cooking is going up to the bedroom, to the ventilation system. And mm-hmm. so that's an interesting uh, hypothesis. I will definitely <laughs> look into this. So, right. uh, do you have a, a hood fan? Yes, I do. Uh, above your oven and stuff. Yeah, make sure you turn that on and 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 the ventilation, the windows and everything working, and see if that continues. So after talking to Ro, I followed his advice. I went back home, and I first turned on the fan above my stove when I was cooking. And second, I closed the air conditioning vent that connects the kitchen to my son's bedroom. And then I was really happy to see on the monitor that the air quality improved drastically in my son's bedroom. We now have the technology to get the information we need to make changes in our lives for the better. The task ahead of us is to get people engaged with information and effectively change their habits. Oh, so I think it's all, it all comes back to the conversation, action conversation. So what what can you do with uh, the data? Uh, so basically, can you help me uh, develop a better habits of you know ventilating the whole house? So understanding what's like outside and also inside, and getting to the next. Uh, steps of actions. Uh, that's the the crux of you know helping uh, our users to understand. Okay, I could expect to get to actions and uh, and extract values out of those actions. Then just looking at the data alone. With all the emerging research and technology development, this invisible problem is rapidly being made visible. So, what is the future of these technologies? Again, Michael Jarrett. So, um, what you know, what we would hope is that we're going to see that these technologies um, emerging, so that we could have something on a cell phone, so that you could, if you were asthmatic, take your um, cell phone out and look at the pollution level directly around you, and that that information would then be part of a social network where it's feeding into a cloud-based processing system, so that. The information could be put out um, across the, the web so that people could receive that information on maps on their phones. So if they want to take a walk, they want to look at the clean places to do a job, they're going to have that information coming at them nearly real time. So now you know that indoor air pollution is a problem. And you also know that indoor air quality monitors can help you find ways to protect yourself. We interviewed Ronald Rowe from AWARE, but other companies also provide these kinds of monitors. We talk to people who change their behaviors in response to the information provided. This is just a first step to make the invisible visible. Soon, we might all be walking around with tiny air quality monitors and be connected to a smart system that helps us breathe cleaner air. With this information, there is hope for the future of our planet. What do you think of this episode? Have we succeeded in making you think about the invisible? Please send your comments to our website, planetinnovation.eco. And remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, please take a few seconds to give us five stars on your podcast app. Your rating will make a big difference. We want to make this podcast sustainable, but we need your help. You can donate on planetinnovation.eco. This podcast is made possible by contributions from Natalie Ballesteros, Jacob Dahan, 
Sophia Garrick, Shota Kenmuchi, Alisa Kwan, Evelyn Shu, Ran Tao, and David Colgan at the Institute of the Environment and Sustainability. See you next time!